Hey, thanks for joining us for another message from the City Church. We're a local church in Mississauga, Ontario, gathering in community as we move closer to Jesus. We hope this message from our lead pastor, Brent Coulter, encourages you wherever you're joining us from today. Good morning, City Church. Uh, Before we get started today, let's just take a moment and pray. Father God, we just love you today. We thank you, Lord, for another opportunity to gather around your word, to lean into what you would have to say to us today, for not today only, but for this year. We just thank you for your goodness in our lives today and each and every day. We just love you so much. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, again, if you are joining us today, go ahead and grab your paper Bible. I know you have somewhere in your house, because also, too, sometimes our Bible is on our phone, but then we're watching on our phone, so we need another device or our paper Bible to dive into the Scripture. So go ahead and grab that this morning uh, before we jump in. Just a couple reminders for you, as I remind you every year in January, just... um, to lean into some sort of Bible reading program. As I mentioned to you, I'm doing a thing where I'm reading through the whole Bible in a month. And I'm already halfway through, which the month is already halfway through, and it's been, it's been great. And what we want to do as we set some things in order for our lives in January, it's not like we just want to read the Bible in January and just pray in January, but we want to set some disciplines for us for the whole year. Um, You know, if we think about the word disciple, discipline is in there. So some of those great disciplines that we can do is some intentional Bible reading time, some intentional prayer time, some intentional fasting. And we shouldn't just fast in January, as we have been saying. It should, uh, one minister I knew, he used to say this, live a fasted life. So that any time during the day or during a week that we can actually spend some time fasting and we know that prayer connects us to God, and fasting disconnects us from food as our source. So that's what we want to do. We want to be intentionally consistent in 2021 and integrate the thoughts and ways of God into our lives. And as I mentioned about discipleship, you know, discipleship is a journey. Everybody has to go on a journey of faith. It's not a destination, but it is actually a journey. And that's what I'm encouraging you to do in 2021, to go on a journey of faith. And what do we want to do in 2021 is we want to leave our mark on 2021. Whatever God would have us to do and accomplish in 2021, we want to do that as individuals and as a church family. So this is actually part three of a series that we have called Press On. Week one, the message title was Lean In, and we talked about leaning into change, leaning into the call of God, leaning into Christ. And then last week, we talked about Press on to purpose, that your purpose is not on pause, that God has purpose for us in our lives, that we would discover, that not that we would create those things, but we would discover what God has for us. And if you missed either of those messages, you can catch up online. You can watch the services on our website, also on YouTube, and then you can listen on our podcast, which is on iTunes and also on Spotify. All right, so the title of today's message is Move to meaning. Now, you know, I was putting my alliterative skills to work, and we could also say inch towards importance, but I just thought move to meeting was, that was kind of a plan B. But move to meeting, I believe, is a better uh, title for this message. Now, what we would say about the word meaning, and meaning is we're like, well, what does that mean? But the word meaning itself means significance denoted by something expressed. Also, it means what is intended to be. 
significance denoted by something expressed and what is intended to be, that God has meaning for our lives. He has significance for our lives. And he has something that's intended for our lives. Now, the scriptures that we've been using every week are found here in Philippians chapter 3. We're going to read these here starting in verse 10. It says this, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead, not that I have already obtained or am already perfect, but I press on to make my own because Jesus Christ has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind, straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal of the prize for the upward call in Christ Jesus. Forgetting what lies behind, pressing on to what is in front of us. So leaving 2021, sorry, 2020 in our rear view mirror and pressing on to what God has for us this year. The very first point in my message is this. In Christ should be the vision for our year, finding ourselves in Christ. And this is what, uh, what Paul is saying here. I press on because Jesus has made me his own. And then the, after he says press on again, towards the goal for the prize of the upward call in Christ Jesus. And it's actually a great study for the New Testament to see how many times the scripture says in Christ or in him, and then see the significance of those moments. And this should be our vision for 2021, that I would find myself in Christ. He has made me his own. And then he wants us to press on to the call of God in our lives. And then there's meaning in that for all of us that we would find ourselves in Christ, that we are abiding in Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. John 14, verse 5, uh, very famous words of Jesus says this. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. How do we understand these scriptures? That we are new creatures in Christ, and then Jesus said, if we find ourselves in Christ, that he is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. Now, is Jesus setting up some sort of com competition between him and other religions? No, he's not doing that. He's trying to help us to see how powerful these words are. That Jesus has returned us to this place that God intended for man since the beginning of time. That he's returning us to humans as we were intended to be. Now, is this, once again, is this just as a really cute saying that I'm in Christ? and Jesus is the way, or do we want to discover the true meaning in it for our lives? This place that we would abide, that we would be abiding in Jesus, because in Jesus is life, that this is what he wants us to discover. And once again, not just a cute Christian saying, but there's actually power in it. You know, as we think about 2021 and as we find ourselves in specific times in, 
in the world. You know, as I was preparing this message uh, yesterday, I just had this real distinct thought, you know, that there's going to be somebody watching today that's just really disappointed, really disappointed in their 2020 and maybe really disappointed to how 2021 is starting out. It can maybe be some frustration. But this is where finding ourselves in Christ is so very important because the circumstances around us are not as important as how we see ourselves in Christ. That we might look at this year or last year or the last five years and be like, you know what? I I tried to serve Jesus and I I tried to have some goals. I've set some goals every year and I've never reached those goals and You know, kind of, God, where are you in all of my disappointments? As I was thinking about that thought, Psalm uh, 37 verse 4 came to mind, and it is this. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, I heard a lot of people quote this verse, but they just quote the last part of the verse. The Lord will give you the desires of your heart. And then, you know, they really want something and they desire something and it may or may not be God's will. And then you want this thing and then you are disappointed when it doesn't turn out exactly how you envision it. 2020 was a year like that for all of us. We never thought that that would happen. We we wouldn't expect a year like that. And how this year might be starting out might seem to you as a disappointment. But we want to find ourselves in Christ. And this is where redemption is so important. This is where understanding who God is through Christ and what he has provided for us is is so important. The first part of the verse is the really important part. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of our heart. Not the desires that just come from our flesh, something that we might want, but it actually starts with delighting ourselves in God and seeing how important that is. You know, part of my Bible reading right now that I just went through is the book of Ecclesiastes. And the big discussion in the book of Ecclesiastes, is life meaningful? This, the the writer says, this is meaningless. And look at this, it's meaningless. But then he gets down to the end of the book and he says this. The end of the matter, all that has been heard, fear God and keep his commandments for this is the whole duty of man. See, we find meaning in our lives when we lean into the will of God, his desires for us, not just ours and not just the desires of our flesh. So we don't want to live in disappointment. We want to live in Christ. And that's something for somebody watching today. So I hope you take a hold of that. All right, let's continue with the message. The question is for us, can I see what God intends for me? And then what does it mean to be in Christ? And this place of what does it mean to be in Christ is, should be a curious place for us. And it's a great place to be to ask questions. We see this here in the book of Acts chapter 2 when the Holy Spirit is poured out on the church for the very first time. And, you know, they're all speaking in their own languages and people are hearing the gospel for the first time and they get to hear it in their own language. And then they ask this question. Acts chapter 2, verse 11, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians, we hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. Verse 12 says this, and all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? This is a really great, great question to ask. Not just the meaning of words, is there meaning for my life? And this is what we want to do. This is the result of this message that we actually want to move to meaning. 
Now, the question is, simple question, and we always ask is, what does that mean? You know, I was, uh, we've been playing a lot of board games uh, recently, our family, just this whole year, this last little while, as I'm sure you are as well. And one of the games we're playing is Scrabble. And sometimes it's hard in Scrabble when you're, you know, you're getting down to the end and you're struggling with the word. And you maybe sort of create a word and you think that might be a word. And then you always ask the person, well, what does that mean? You know, and, and one of the words that my wife came up with, I think, I forget exactly when it was, but she had the word jube, J-U-B-E. And we're like, what does that word mean? Now, it is actually a word, but what her definition of the word was, is, you know, the candy jujubes? She was like, the singular is jube. And so we're like, I don't think that means that. But it was a good attempt. And this is what we always ask. What does that word mean? Because we want to know the meanings of words so that they can be significant to us. See, words have connection to ideas, and the ideas are what we need to understand. You know, but it is the meaning underneath the meaning that's important because we can just define a word. Now, the word father means a male parent who has begotten a child. That's the meaning of the word. But in that, we don't actually gather the full meaning of what it means to be a father, to be a father and to experience your father and and a positive sense of fatherhood that we could be as fathers. And when you have a good father like I do, how meaningful is that term, that place, that person, father, beyond just a male parent who has begotten a child. So we can just define words and, oh, that's the meaning of that word, but meaning actually goes far deeper than just the understanding of the mere words. What is the meaning of it to be a mother, to be a friend, to be part of a church, to be part of a family? See, we could define all of those words And they would be very practical. But there's meaning underneath just the meaning of the word. And that's the thing that we actually want to connect with. Beyond the definitions is the valuable significance that lies underneath. And this is what God wants to see, not just wants us to see, not just about words, about what he thinks about for our lives. And see, this is what we discover in the biblical narrative. It helps us to understand and connect us to the ultimate source of meaning, which is found in God. And this is why in Christ should be the vision for us for this year. It helps us to move to meaning in our lives. Number two is that God wants to express something through you in 2021. Does our life have meaning. We know what the meanings of the words, and this is the big existential crisis that everybody goes through. Does my life have meaning? What is the meaning of life? Now, there's a, you know, some contemporary philosophy, and one of them is nihilism. And basically, nihilism just means life is meaningless. There is actually no purpose to life other than you're just a, a big bag of cells and big bag of atoms. And there's not, beyond that, there's nothing really, really that important that you're, you're just matter. And the matter doesn't really matter. And then Gnosticism, what they found in the scripture was a philosophy of the day. The idea was spirit was good, but matter was bad. In other words, your body was bad. But spirit was really good. And then there was these spiritual people that sort of had a corner of the, on the market of being meaningful because they were spiritual. But for the rest of us that weren't in the spiritual elite, our lives had no meaning. 
See, but all of us actually, if we were to say it, we want to have meaningful lives. We don't want meaningless lives. See, and, and, and once again, it's not just defining the word, it's understanding the significance underneath the words. Now, when I was young, you know, growing up in church, when, when they would take an offering up in church, what I thought they did with the offering. Now, as, as a PK, my dad being a pastor, I was exposed to funerals earlier than most kids. And my grandfather passed away when I was seven. So I got to go to that funeral. And I knew my dad was always doing funerals. And, you know, when, when you're teaching your kids, um, you know, you know, they're going to heaven or they're going to be with God. And what you would do with people when you would bury them, you would put them in the ground. So what I thought happened to the offerings on Sunday when we gave to God, I thought they received the offerings and then they took them up behind the church and buried them. Because if, you, if something is going to get to God, you have to bury it, you have to put it in the ground. Now, that's a version of understanding and meaning. It's not the right one. <laughs> it's completely incorrect. But when you actually understand about the meaning of offerings, that we get to worship God with what he has provided for us, and then we see so much more meaning in the true purpose, in the true significance of something, then it actually becomes meaningful, not just that I can define the word. And see, this is what God wants us to have for our lives, because we all crave significance. Not just that we would be breathing, but that we can actually grow in our understanding. Hopefully, we've grown beyond bearing the offerings out behind the church so that we can send them to God. But the same way we should understand that about our lives. Not that I'm just here. Not that I'm just taking up space. Not that I'm just breathing. But there's actually meaning for me. See, and there's things um, in our culture right now that will keep us from discovering our meaning or keep us from walking in our meaning. And there's three that I thought of that are very prominent right now. The first one is criticism. You know, we are all invited to be professional critics about everything, about politicians, about how things are being handled in the world right now, about this, that, and the other. And, you know, we just, we're experts at being critics. We don't actually have to do anything. Nothing in our lives have to be meaningful, but we just want to criticize long on opinions, short on information. But if we just keep ourselves in this place of criticism, then we never actually accomplish anything. Here's something else that keeps us on the outside. Just thinking that our lives are about getting stuff, about being consumers. And there's no significance in that in the long run. And, you know, we just came through a Christmas season and everybody goes through this time, you know, this idea at Christmas. It's so great when you're young to receive gifts, but then you start to realize the significance of Christmas is, is, is about the generosity piece. Oh, this actually is meaningful, not just getting stuff. And number three, pride keeps me from growing and developing and changing. I know enough right now. I understand enough right now. I've accomplished enough right now. And I'm, I'm good enough on my own. That these are all things that are prominent in our culture that will keep us from actually getting to the meaning that God intends for our lives. Because God wants us to walk in his will. And that's where meaningful things will show up in our lives. See, meaning is awakening to the truth of the will of God for our lives. 
Meaning then is like purpose, it's a gift. It's not something we create. God gives us meaning. God gives us his will to do so that we can live significant lives. And number three, what God would have for us 2021 is to be engaged, to be present in the meaningful story that God wants to tell through your life this year. You know, I I was a youth pastor for a really long time. And one of the things that I always tell young youth pastors is that no one is ever going to say thank you most of the time. It's a rare thing in between that a student will ever like say, hey, thank you for all the hours that you put in organizing this event or that message. You know, they kind of like scowl at you most of the time and then they leave real quick in a lot of different ways. And so I did that for over 13 years. And then, you know, when you are a youth pastor for really a long time, eventually you get to be involved in weddings. And so this one... uh, you know, person who was in my youth group for a really long time, and then I was um, able to be a part of their wedding, and then eventually they just left the church. You know, and this happens in life sometimes, not whining about it, but this is a reality for sometimes for pastors. And then, so I invested all of these years, I was a part of this person's wedding, and then they just disappeared from my life. And it was just, it was, you know, you kind of think, well, did anything I did for them actually mean anything? All of that time I invested. And then about four or five years went by and they messaged me on Facebook, just this really special message, apologizing for not saying goodbye, thanking me for the years that I had spent as their youth pastor and all of these different things. And I was like, oh, it actually meant something. See, and this is what all of us desire and crave for our lives. The lives that we live actually mean something that fatherhood moment, that motherhood moment, beyond just the definition of the word, actually means something, is actually significant. See, Jesus had discussions and training sessions with his disciples all of the time. Why was he doing that? Because obviously Jesus was the most important thing in the story, we know that to be true. But Jesus also knew that investing in his disciples were really important, that their lives were important as well, that he was going to do something so that they could see the meaning and the importance in their own lives. And he would have really tough conversations with them sometimes. Why? Because their lives were important. Matthew chapter 16, here's one of them. Verse 21, from that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and scribes and to be killed on the third day and be raised. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, far be it from you, Lord, this shall never happen to you. Now, what happened here? Peter took Jesus aside. Here's some good advice never to do. Peter took Jesus aside and began to rebuke him. And he, no, Jesus, this is not going to happen. You know, you're not going to die. Verse 23, but he turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. Now, Peter was really important in the beginning of the church. And so the words that Jesus said to him 
were really important. How Peter was thinking and what he was saying and what he was acting upon was all meaningful. That's why Jesus corrected him. So he wouldn't be going down some road that was not the purpose of God for Peter. And then he said, to the, said this to him, why are you not setting your mind on the things of God? And see, setting our mind on the things of God is what will help us to find meeting. See, this is how we need to engage with the scripture so that we would understand what God is saying to us. What are the things that my mind is going towards? Because Peter was obviously missing the point of the moment. Here's another story, interaction that Jesus had with his disciples. John chapter one, verse 46 Nathanael said to him, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, come and see. And this is the initial following of Jesus and his disciples. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said, behold, an Israelite indeed in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, how do you know me? Jesus answered him, before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. That Jesus saw Nathanael. Nathanael asked this question, how do you know me? See, and that's the realization that we need to have about God, about existing in Christ. That God knows us and understands us more than anything. And so that we can find significance in our lives, this is what we need to understand. Oh, you actually know me. You actually know the condition of my heart. You know how I need to be corrected so that I can find meaning. You know what I need to know in my life. And see, this is how we need to engage with Scripture. We need to read it so that we can see ourselves as the woman with the issue of blood. And what did Jesus say to her? And we can see ourselves as the rich young ruler. And what did Jesus preach to him? That we can see ourselves as the Pharisees. And what was Jesus trying to get across to them? What was he trying to teach them? What did Jesus say to the sick people? What did Jesus say to the lepers? See, Jesus had all of these engagement. Why? Because people's lives are meaningful. They're significant. And God is trying to get that across to us, that our lives actually have impact, that our lives are important. That there is meaning underneath just, hey, Brent, he lives here in this certain city, and these are who his parents are. The same is true of your story. There's meaning behind just the physical description of who you are. There's purpose underneath all of that for what God would want us to do. Do we truly understand the meaning of what God is trying to get across to us, or are we just disappointed about certain things not working out in our lives. No, we have to move beyond that. We have to press on. We have to move to meaning. So where is it that your life can make an impact this year? And the book of Joshua says this, a couple more verses here. Verse five, that Joshua said to the people, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. And Joshua said to the priest, take up the ark of the covenant and pass on before the people. So they took up the ark of the covenant and wet, went before the people. What is the ark? The ark is representative of the presence of God. See, the presence of God goes with us. 
so that the things that we do can have significance and they can have meaning. And this is what I'm talking about at the beginning of the year, that we would be setting our mind and our lives and our hearts and our habits to be consecrated to God. This is what Joshua said, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. See, God wants to do wonders with your life in 2021. It's actually meaningful. It's important what you do. It's important how you think. It's important not to be secular Christians. It's important to be Christian Christians. That we would lean into what God has for us and understanding the full import of what it means to be in Christ. Final verses here. Matthew chapter 8, verse 1. And this gives us so much insight for our 2021. When he came down from the mountain, great crowds followed him. And behold, a leper came to him and knelt before him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. See, and this is what our life can be like sometimes. There's just a bunch of people. There's a bunch of people on our street. Or there's a bunch of people stuck at home. Or there's just a bunch of people online. But there's a crowd, and Jesus, you know, ministered to the crowd. There's nothing wrong with the crowd. But then he moved beyond just the crowd, and he found somebody. And Jesus actually touched this person. See, and this is where our lives in 2021 are going to find significance. They're going to find meaning when we know the will of God for our lives and we know the people that we can only touch, who are the people in our sphere of influence? Who are the people on our contact list? Who are the people that we can reach out to? Who are the people that we know or that are going through a difficult time? And that's what we see that Jesus did. And we're supposed to find ourselves in Christ. Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him. So we have to ask ourselves, who is it that I can touch in 2021? Who is it that I could be there for in 2021? Who is it that I can make a difference for in their lives in 2021? This is what we do when we find ourselves in Christ. See, when we think about Jesus and we understand what he did for us, we, we discover the value of something when we know, uh, it's like, well, how much does something cost? Well, is it, is it that valuable? And that's how we have to understand how valuable we are to God. Because what did God spend for us? That he sent his son. He sent his very best. Because he wanted us to know that our lives are actually significant, that our lives are meaningful, just like Peter, just like Nathaniel, just like the leper. Let's just pray today. Father God, we just thank you for your goodness. We thank you today, Lord, as we think about the significance of being in Christ, about living in Christ, that we find significance and meaning for our lives. God, we pray this year that you help us make an impact on the people that we can touch, the people that are a part of our lives. 
Lord, that we dig underneath, underneath the meaning of the words to the significance and the meaning of what you would have us to do. God, we just thank you for your goodness. We are so thankful for Jesus that you have made me your own. God, I want to walk in that place. I want to abide in that place. I don't want to abide in the disappointments of past. I don't want to live in that place. I want to live in this meaningful place that you would have for me to walk in, this place that you want me to press on to. I thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hey, if you are watching today and you have never taken that first step in your relationship with God by making Jesus the Lord of your life, I'm gonna pray a prayer here in a second. It's just a starting place in your relationship with God. Like I said at the beginning, you know, discipleship or your faith, it's a journey. This is just a moment where you say yes to Jesus. But pressing into what it means to live in Christ is what I encourage you to do. But if you have never said yes to Jesus, the gospel, the good news is all about what Jesus did for us that we could actually never do for ourselves. That he came and he lived a sinless life. He died on the cross and God raised him from the dead. Also, we could know him. He offers us this gift of eternal life and all we have to do is say yes. So wherever you are, let's just bow our heads and pray today. God, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you that he lived a sinless life, that he died on the cross and he rose and you raised him from the dead so I could know you. I say yes to that relationship today. I say yes to your righteousness. God, I call you my Father. Jesus, I call you my Lord. God, I'm thankful that I can find meaning in you. God, I purpose to follow after your ways and your will. I thank you for salvation today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen in. Be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for other messages. For more content from The City Church or to connect with us, visit us at thecitychurch.ca or find us on Facebook or Instagram at citychurchgta. Thanks again for joining us.